Inherently Happy, Episode 74, Happy Wrath. Yowza ha ha, my happy friends. This is a reminder to myself to choose other responses to certain extreme stimuli than anger. So listen to my voice, your voice, our voice, and take a breather, buddy. Anger is my go-to response for a variety of ills. Someone cuts me off on the road? Anger. Someone's rude to me at work? Anger. The neighbor's dog barks whenever I open the back door? Anger. The list goes on. It's not just those things where any reasonable person would agree that anger is a viable reaction. No. It's also those little things that build up throughout the day that throw me off my game, that drain my patience and goodwill, my calm sense of self. I try to deflect, get my mind on other things, channel it into my creative pursuits, or tell myself that it's just not worth the trouble. But I keep coming back to fantasies of being able to tell people exactly what I think of them. It can make you feel strong and tough. You don't take no guff. Be a man! Fight all those dumb cunt fucking assholes who surround me with their smarmy shit breath smiles. But I know, I know. It's not nice to call people such things, even if they really fucking deserve it. Gives you a bad name. Tricks you into thinking anger is the only response available. Emotions, like words, are tools. You need to use the right ones for the job at hand. If you're trying to pound a nail, don't use a fucking screwdriver. So yes, I use explicit language. And I explicitly state the optimal efficacy of certain emotions. If you're trying to light a teeny tiny widow candle on an itty bitty cupcake, don't use a fucking flamethrower. My dear departed dad would do shit like that, figuratively speaking. He would get red-faced, vein-bulging, spit-flying angry over all perceived slights, great and small. Yes, perceived for it is we who give things meaning and context. He would lose all rational sense, and he was a smart man normally, in service of his fury. Whether it be because he almost caused a car wreck, or his favorite TV show wasn't on. I learned that I could get just as demonically wrathful as he. More so, actually, until it hurt. My own ears and throat, don't you knows? That's not something to be proud of. Being able to shred your own trachea and deafen yourself, to say nothing of the high blood pressure, ulcers, and a host of other accompanying health dangers. So while I trudge towards balance and growth, I also need to not get triggered, really, to not trigger myself. It's on me, I know. The world is the world with all the dumb cunts it has to offer, and I just have to find good reasons not to fly off the fucking handle. (laughs) Let me think. Good reasons not to get angry over things that may not be worth it. Well, first I should pause and assess if it really is worth it, which is, of course, part of the problem, because if I could pause and discern easily, then I wouldn't need to be reminded in the first place. But some other not-so-great things about my high levels of fury, satisfying as they may be to indulge in, are, well, 
It hurts. That's not great. Flesh and feelings, mine and others's. But sometimes that's a small price, is what my mad brain says in the throes of wrath. Um, it poisons others to you. But if they're the dumb cunts that started it, then good, is what my mad brain would probably say. It hinders balance and growth. That's the one. Yeah. Wrath is not happy. It is instead born of vengeance, dominance, bitterness, and hate. Not merely anger, and certainly not effective, for small things like a skosh of righteous indignation over an injustice that could do with a wee bit of ire to stoke the fires of progress, if that's your thing. But no, Wrath is not happy. Dad died at age 66. He had high blood pressure and multiple health problems requiring him to take a handful of pills every day, some just to counteract the side effects of the other ones. Related to his anger issues? Who knows? But they possibly hint at a lifestyle of extreme reactions and poor coping skills, if nothing else. He mellowed out some in his later years, but not completely. There's perhaps still hope for me, and for you if this applies, to take that extra chance to pause, analyze, and release. P-A-R. It's par for the course. Take a moment, take a breath, pause. Then analyze why you're angry and or what you're trying to achieve with it. Trying to hurt yourself? Why? Because you feel guilty, depressed? Trying to gain control? Why? Because you're scared, uncertain? Trying to right some wrong? Why? Because you sense injustice is afoot? Then consider that there may be a way to achieve those goals through calm reflection of the root causes. Or you'll at least be able to decide if anger can really be used effectively in those cases. Either way, you'll be able to release some of the involuntary hold anger has over you. Pause, analyze, release. P-A-R. Par. To purge the toxic grip of a supposed grievance. Maybe that driver who cut you off was completely unaware of doing so and was not trying to make you crash like you thought. Boilovers can be just as harmful to the anger as to the angie. Lots of times when dad would scream and shout, he'd then be suddenly calm and in good spirits immediately thereafter, having vented his spleen on those around him who couldn't switch gears quite so fast. His anger may have stemmed from a sense of powerlessness, so he'd try to shout those feelings down, but if he met any kind of opposition, he would cower, a bully. Someone who uses aggression to avoid feeling like a, like a victim. Don't be a bully. I've been around bullies my whole life, even becoming one myself for a brief stint that I later regretted and apologized for profusely, but the damage was done. So now, when I'm around angry people, I don't like it, but I can see where they're coming from a little too. I feel you. I understand. Life's tough. You can't handle it very well. I'm here for you, buddy. Just do your best to make happy choices. Our emotions are there for us to use as needed. Have you ever met P 
people slow to anger, like really slow, like nothing pisses them off ever. It's weird, right? It almost makes you want to piss them off on purpose just to get a rise out of them and prove that they have a pulse. They may be super balanced, you might think, but remember, balance doesn't mean doing nothing. Don't let people walk all over you. Be assertive enough to self-advocate, to be self-determined and not a pushover. It doesn't mean be cruel. That's what we're trying to get away from. I've had people think that they could just walk all over me because I try to be nice. I still feel anger. The struggle is real, but I try. Hasn't always gone great. I've gotten into fights, been assaulted, been reprimanded and threatened, usually because I didn't just stop at not backing down, but I threw myself into the tussle whole hog and got slaughtered for it. My bad. Use your emotions, but don't abuse them. They can be a drug. What feels better than the release of pent-up tension, right? It's so great, in fact, that we sometimes seek out tension just to be able to release it. But there is bad tension. Wrath, for one. Stress, for another, like I discussed in episode 72 of this podcast. Here's something else to remember. Your expectations play a pivotal role in your eventual, eventual reaction. If you expect to not be annoyed by life, and then you are annoyed by life, well, you'll get mad. But if you accept that some things will go against your grain, and if you make certain mental allowances for that inevitability, not pessimism, optimistic realism, hope for the best, prepare for the worst kind of thing, then you won't be caught off guard nearly quite so much. I need to remember this myself. Hence, these reminders. Because life can be very fucking distracting sometimes, and I can just plumb forget. Not like amnesia, more like, who gives a fuck about balance and growth when someone's yelling at me? But that's when I need reminding the most. Those tough fight or fight times. When I momentarily stop caring about pursuing happy. So these become not just reminders, but exercises too. Because once I'm in the shit, I'm not going to be like, hold on a second, I have to go listen to a podcast real quick. Be right back. No. But if I am mindful, and if I regularly practice PAR, pause, analyze, release, then I can be armed with the skills when I actually need them. Something to cope when an attack of the mads strikes me. To lend me some of that emotional agility that I discussed in episode four of this podcast. That ability to swiftly switch emotional gears as needed. To have greater emotional control in order to be able to feel what and how I want without risk of dangerous overload. And to be able to achieve balance and growth and be happy. (sighs) Now, before I sign off today. I'm going to do something I fucking hate. And I'm not going to get mad about it. So I've been doing these weekly podcasts for a year and a half at this point. But for some reason, in the last month, the number of overall downloads has doubled. No idea why. So if you like these, find them useful, then feel free to tell me why. Tell your friends, subscribe, share, download, like, comment, link, whatever. It's not an order. It's not a hard sell. I hate those. It's just a suggestion, a reminder, if you will. It helps. 
I'm curious if they are being utilized, ridiculed, adhered to, banned. Maybe I can make this my career instead of some paycheck job. And if you don't, I'm going to burst into your dreams, drag your sleeping consciousness into happy land, and impale your essence with a thought skewer and make soul kebabs, because ultimately I prefer not to get mad so much as even. Just kidding. No, but seriously, let's turn this bitch into a conversation, and not just a speech factory. Thanks. Haha, uh-huh. yowza. Yeah,